Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Strap yourselves in, get the notepad out. It's round 21. We're talking about getting guns into our side here. And we're going to start with our priorities for the week. So the guys that are going to be the best scorers in their position and guys you obviously should be targeting. How you target them is another question. Someone like Harry Grant, which is our first option on the list, he's a fair bit cheaper than someone like Nathan Cleary. So he's a little easier to get to. And just with the, the priority of position, guys, as we said, he's one of the he's by far the top scorer in his position. If you don't have him and he goes 80, and you know, the next guy on the list is a Robson or a Cook and they go a 50, you know, Grant has more chance of hitting that 80 or 90 than than those other guys do then you're so far behind. So someone at, at his price there at 758, only you know, priced at a little bit over a 50 average, he's very, very important at a 60 average that he's actually you know, scoring at week to week. And now the Origin's done, he doesn't have to back up you know, three or four days later from games and he should be able to score even better than that 60 average. So we're going to go through these top guys here as priority. We'll look at a few of the you know, holds, the guys that I think that really, for the most part, you should be looking to to hold. And, and if you are trying to get to a clearing, then maybe you could sell one or two of these guys. Uh, and then obviously we've got the, the cash outs and then the uh, potential buy, like secondary buys after these main top tier players kind of thing. But just remember guys, obviously trades are at a premium here. We don't have a lot left. A lot of people are sitting anywhere between that four to sort of the 10 mark. And if you're sitting close to the four, then you really don't want to be making sort of any sideways trades. I'm seeing people talking about a Tohu Harris trade, you know, straight swapping to you know Cam Murray or you know Ryan Madison to Cam Murray. And look, it's okay on the surface, but remember Murray had his troubles during the year as well, and you know he wasn't carrying any injuries or anything, but he was scoring a thirty. He'd get a twenty-eight. He'd get a thirty-eight. You know, that's happened here with Tohu, but he was sick. You know. Madison there is just getting less minutes, but RCG is out. So there are things that you need to look at and go, oh, okay, do I want to make that extra trade now? Leave me with like two trades or get me closer to zero in the next few weeks. And then I have four weeks where, you know, if my top tier Nico Hines goes down and I have no trades to trade him out, you absolutely lose any potential gains that you had on that sideways trades from Torhu Harris to, to Murray. You may make up a few now, but I think it will hurt you 
in the end. So, yeah, Grant, obviously, the, the most important one in this list. And as we said, you see he can score those big ones there. He's got a bunch of 70s in there, you know, anywhere from 70 to 6, 76, 77. He has an 87 in his game and also a 91. And obviously, last year, he, he had plenty of those games as well where he'd get in the 70s and also those 80s as well. So, Harry Grant, lock him in as one of your top targets this week if you don't own him. But you can see here in the top 5,000 in there at 79%. Ownership, there's definitely still room for growth there. So good stuff uh, for anyone who's looking at Mr. Harry. Okay, Dave Fafita. So he's now brought in by plenty of players in the top 5,000, 51%. Top 100s at 68. So still plenty of room there. And, and Fafita with his 49, just give you gave you a little bit of a chance to you know, to not cop a big score from him, but just see a little bit of a price drop. A break even up in the mid-60s there doesn't cause you many issues in terms of him losing more cash because... Very, very likely that you can see here every one of his starting games since, what, round four, he scored 63 and above. He had a 15 off the bench in 33 minutes after Origin, but other than that, he's been scoring tries, setting up tries, and just absolutely dominating through tackle breaks, offloads, and then his base has been really good as well. So, yeah, there's no one in that uh, edge position that can that can score anywhere near what Fafita can. You, know, you take out that 15 from that game there, and he's well into a 65 average, and you got Hopgood around that 60 mark, and, you know, Bateman and these types of guys who are getting closer to that 60 mark on a weekly basis, but even Bateman has a low game. You know, he had a 30 on the other day as well. So, Fafita, second priority, I think, this week. If you can get Harry Fafita in your side and then making sure you have at least one of Hines, Cleary as your captain, I think you're going to do pretty well along with you know, a bunch of good mids there. So, Fafita scoring, you've seen it be amazing this year, better than years past. Like, he's had the the games where he would score the tries, but his base is up this year. And that's what's great. You know, he didn't have a very good game on the weekend. He still picked up a 49. And that's going to be his floor going forward. So for Fafita, a terrific option there for you. Let's go to Cam Murray at 654K. is really, really ridiculous there, the price that we're getting for him. And that's why he becomes very much a great option going forward. You look at the minutes in that in that first year, couple of months of footy and what that allowed him to do was was score pretty good for the most part. He did have a couple of low games in there, but really, if you just go look at the first seven games, uh, then he, then he's picking up every game, every score there is fifty seven or above, apart from one where he played fifty nine minutes there. So that's what you need to look at with Murray is that if he gets over that sixty minutes, he he averages well into into the sixties. So and that's over the last few years. So that's exactly what you'd be looking for with Murray. And you can get him at a cut price. He does have the one by remaining in the second to last round. But other than that, you've got a really tough tussle this week against Broncos. And then he has games against you know, Tigers, Cronulla, and, and Dragons, where you really you could, look to, you could look to be getting some attacking stats from that. So Ken Murray at 654, a very good purchase this week. And you should have him as a priority. If you're looking for a mid, if you're looking for just an upgrade from, from one of your 500k guys, you know, even if it's a chance or something like that, um, you know, the Jake Turpins of the world, these types of players there, then then he's a really, really cool upgrade option for you. Um, yeah, very simply. Nathan Cleary comes up next on the list. So most of us have Hines at this point, and you can see here only three of the top 100, and that one of them was Brenton last week, uh, but 2.5% in the top 5,000. So for a guy that if you take out that that one score, um, you know, from what he just, that one score, sorry, when he um, when he got injured, for this year, we'll just spill to that there. What we're looking at is a 74 and a half average. So that's two two tons in there. We also have you know scores of a 92, a 79, a 78, and then a bunch of sort of 60s. And uh, you know, he had an injury in that uh, second game as well of 37. So it's even if you take that out, 
you're sitting there closer to an 80 average, which is actually ridiculous and you know, very much a clear captaincy option over the next few weeks. I think you know, you'd, you've got Hines up against Manly this week, you'd pick Cleary uh, against the Dogs. You've got Hines up against Cleary in that week and we know who's got the better defensive outfit. It's the, it's the Panthers. So Nathan would be a terrific captaincy option then. And, and that just really shores up an, another position where, yes, it's a lot, a lot of money, but you have the ability to outscore any other player really, um, yeah, for the most part, apart from like Payne Haas and, and these types of guys, by at least 10 to 15 points. So very, very clear upgrade option and has that captaincy to boot. So Cleary, have it, have given that he rested on the weekend as well, I think the re-injury rate just drops out a little bit more. It's probably close to that 5 to 10% in his first game back for his hamstring and enteral physio says that nothing will change in terms of his ability to score well. So likely, yeah, it should be goal kicking. He was practicing goal kicking a few weeks ago at training. So uh, sorry, a week and a half ago at training, and uh, he'll be a great option for your side coming into this week. Sorry, again, it's a, it's a solo pod. Uh, when when we play on uh, Thursdays, the first game, I believe, you know, Scoop's working hard now, so won't be able to see him as much, but uh, he'll definitely be in the Discord and, and in the private group chatting away, as always. But Payne Haas, 80, 863K. The reason he, he sits in the in the priority list, guys, is just the fact of his average. You know, 66 in there, and that does include the odd lower game you know, over the last bunch of weeks, and, and obviously missing a few through injury. He had a 47, a 51, and a 56, and that's all through you know, slightly lower minutes. He had a 46 minutes, 40, a 57, and 56, where yeah, a lot of the time he does get that high 50s, but they were following Origin games as well. So just be aware that uh, the two the two low scores that he's got there, 47 and, and the 51, are following those Origin games. So you take out those, and he's, he's very much closer to a 70 average, and is very much a priority. Obviously misses that one game here in the third to last game. Uh, but, you know, games that should be played really well through the middle and, and defensively a couple of these teams do struggle a little bit through the middle. And that's, you know, the Roosters there. Um, sometimes Power actually seems to struggle through the middle with with how many amazing forwards they, that they do have. That, that, you know, barring they've had a lot of injuries. But Payne Huss, I really don't think it matters. And he's owned by, you know, a, a smaller chunk of people compared to obviously a lot of other players in, in the 35% range. I think that'll go up this week. Really, with pain, with that ankle injury, I don't think we need to worry about it too much. It seems like, um, you know, he just got that extra week to recover. Um, the last one that they just played, and he'll be back in this one. So, you know, maybe a slight drop, but really, I don't think that's something you need to worry about with Payne Haas. You know, he's, he's, he's an absolute warrior, and uh, it was really only that shoulder that it sounded like it was pretty bad last year that kind of stopped him from from dominating. But definitely have him as a priority. But, uh, you know, Cam Murray could be you know, a little bit of a better selection for you just because he's 200k cheaper, and you can use that money elsewhere there uh speak about some of the cells now actually you need to, to to go through that first uh and tino is going to be one of them obviously the the, the high price uh, tag there there were a fair few people that actually grabbed him last week it was 70 out of the top thousand which was which was pretty ridiculous um in the end unfortunate for them that he got a lower score and is also injured so remove tino from your squad he's one of those guys that you know it's a long enough suspension that you need to move him out and you know if it was cleary then you can maybe go oh i might hold him but still the amount of money that's sitting there Remove him from his squad. Very similar to that of Jake Simpkins. So it's up to you completely. Given he's not playing this week, he's not going to be losing any cash, but he's been dropped now and at 372 k you can trade him down to free up a little bit of cash. And if you're sitting around that four trades mark, it it might be worth going to a cheaper guy, just you know, one that's playing each and every week. And the reason being for that is that you know, that 372K, you can drop down probably 130K or something like that. Um, to get one, get to one of those cheaper guys, whether it's a skeleton, where it's a you know Colhoun, something like that, Jesse, that is, um, and and from there you can have a guy that's playing week to week for the most part, 
and then you can use that cash elsewhere. And you know, that, that would be a better thing, obviously, if you're low on trade to try and get towards a 20 to 21 squad that are actually playing. You know, week to week, you have one guy out or something like that with a buy to be able to, to be able to loop at least one player there. So that's right with Simkin, and that's going to be very much the same chat here with with Valance at four thirty three k. What we're looking at with him is obviously some decent scoring. He's owned by a decent chunk of people. You know, one of them being myself. And look, if I can this week, if I don't decide to go Cleary, that then Val's going to be the guy to go out. But otherwise, he's there as as potentially and hopefully a guy that can can come back and play a few of these games because they have a really nice run following their bye. And that's the, the Dogs, Knights, Roosters, and Tigers for that next four games. And, you know, maybe there's an injury, maybe there's a dropping. I doubt we see him play uh, on the wing again. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely a chance that if someone you know, gets hurt, he could come back and, and have another crack in the senses because definitely uh, the wing wasn't his position. So what we're looking at there is the guy that can cover center and wing fullback and... Yeah, it can be a looper some weeks and then can be a player for you in others if he happens to get that spot. Otherwise, if there is an injury to one of your players in a week-to-week basis and you need a certain position, then Val at 433k, you can trade, you can straight swap him to any one of those positions and get someone that's probably going to score you a 30 or something like that pretty comfortably, I think, uh, and obviously bank some cash as well, or you can straight swap for a 400k guy there. So Val is in the sell range if you like, but up to you on that. Cogger absolutely has done an amazing job for anyone who grabbed him at 609k. Very, very proud and impressed of, of the efforts that he's been able to provide for the Panthers, averaging 51 over that time and another solid score on the weekend of 45. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, with the, the sin bin, I, I, was, I was happy about it myself, but I know a lot of people weren't there. And uh, he's absolutely done his job and he can, you can use him as a trade piece now. Um, awesome. I wish I, grabbed, I wish I grabbed him, but yeah, there you go. Probably you know, end up doing a lot better than what uh, Braden Trindle did at the start of the season. And he's someone that we can um, definitely have a look at, but a bit of an awkward price of what Trindle is right now. Jermaine Osako, 585. So he's an interesting one given he has the buy this week. As I said, they have a lot of a much nicer run following this buy. So if he can get through this week without trading him, then you'd expect some decent scores out of him from there with the Dogs, Knights, Roosters, and Tigers following that buy, as I said. He's very much a pod, so you know, if you if you want that, then that's cool. He has lost a fair bit of cash over the last few weeks, so that's something to think about as well. Is you know, do you want him as a guy, uh, you know, to trade out now, given he's lost a fair bit and and could potentially get back to some of those scores that he had, you know, towards the beginning of the year. He had the fifties, he had the sixties, the seventies, and the eighties there. Um, obviously, around 12, 13, 14 was incredible there, where he scored a, a bunch of tries. In the last couple of weeks, he has not. Um, which is frustrating, obviously. You know, 34, 34, 29 with one try in there. Um, and the and the Dolphins struggling a little bit. So I'm completely fine with you trading him. He also begins the the hold list, I believe, as well. And um, Chance is in that is in that range where he could be a sell for you. He could also be a hold for you. Given they have their buy next week, and if you have multiple warriors like myself, he's definitely a guy that you could look to potentially downgrade or upgrade if you have the necessary funds. So he's on my list this week to downgrade just because I have the three Warriors and I'm either looking to get uh, Murray or I'm looking to get Cleary in this week. So Chance, he's going to do a job for us. He seems to be at his best at 41 to 42 type average guy. Um, and that's pretty well where he's average right now at 40. And and that includes some lower games at the beginning of the year and it has been much better since then, but still you know, 39, 27 and 31 to go along with, you know, a couple of 50s and a 70 there, but really other than that, it's 30s. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, and low 40s for, for Chan. So if you're not looking to start him in your team each week, then at 540k, he's a really easy target to, to trade down or trade up for sure. Someone who's probably a little bit more on the hold range, but completely up to you on that. He has a mid-30s break-even, and that's because he's been scoring so well. You look here, a 40 is his lowest in the last month. So 58, 61, 57, and a bunch of people are looking at bringing him in in the last couple of weeks. And so, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I was definitely semi for that. I just, you know, it was a bit of a one where it's like, well, what's going to happen if he does score a 30-odd and goes back to five missed tackles or 10 missed tackles or eight missed tackles that, you know, that he was getting a bunch of weeks ago and, if that was the case, then you're probably looking to trade him out, given he has a buy coming up. So with 40, I think if you, again, if you need to use him as a trade piece, that's okay. But I also think holding him in toward, into their buy and making that decision next week is going to be very much ideal as well. So that's Jackson Ford. Let's move to Tolhu Harris. And again, same position there. He was sick last week, so there's really no reason to rush him out. A 58 break even is, is very gettable, considering he got 60 and 63 the two games prior to that 31 and the PPM was incredible at 31 in 36 minutes with a couple of tackle breaks and an offload. So 96 meters run in that time when he was sick, very, very impressive and owned by a lot of people. And personally, if I'm going to Cleary, Toffle Harris is my trade out this week, just because they have their buy in round 22. Otherwise it could be someone like Isaiah Papali, but you get that extra game out of him obviously next week, but uh, you know, this week against the, against the dragons as well, I think you'll be able to score fairly solidly. So, yeah, look, I, I would prefer to go Isaiah just because I think Tohu House will score better, but just without uh, you know not having that extra buy is what um yeah what helps properly in that one there. So Tohu House a hold or a potential upgrade target if you're going to Cleary only. I wouldn't be you know straight swapping him for you know Murray or anything like that. I think that would be a little bit of a waste of a trade. You want to be going to someone you know he's averaging fifty two point two, probably about a fifty five if you if we're extrapolating out to to games where he's playing big minutes and doing really well um, where you look at, you know, being able to get a Cleary and upgrade 20 points. And if you have enough players to get that good 17, then you're not missing out there for sure. Let's go to Ryan Madison at 646. And he's very much in that same boat. The big news with him is obviously that low minutes last week at 43 wasn't very nice at all. And, and that's coming off the back of him playing big minutes in the five eighth position. You're looking there and I understand why people are frustrated. He's got, you know, he hasn't hit a 50 um, you know, apart from round 19. It all went all the way back to round 11. He obviously missed a few games with injury, and that could be contributing a little bit to where he's at right now. But with RCG out, I think he gets back over that 50 minutes, and we know the type of games that he can have. 67 in the 52 minutes roll there. Um, yeah, 50 in the 54, that's kind of going to be his standard. He did have a try assist in that, but you do need to look at what he did last year, and, and maybe that is an outlier because we haven't seen that before. 
those types of amazing scores. But you know, at his price now at six forty six, he only needs to hit you a fifty uh, on a re- on a weekly basis to get you to back up to you know fifty or sixty k made. And for a guy that's dual position mid and edge, doesn't have a buy all the way till the end. If you don't have many eels players, and I think he's a clear hold. If you have a lot of eels players, then he could be that upgrade guy. Uh, but it needs to be an upgrade. I think Payne Hass is an upgrade. Uh, Murray would be a little bit, a little bit of an upgrade, but probably sideways. And then you probably need to go to Cleary from there, in my opinion. Connolly Lamuelu is a hold. Did really, really well last week. Looked absolutely electric out there. Uh, obviously, a few lower scores from him, but 45 and 59 his last two weeks just means that yeah, we know what he can do. He's got a he's got a cut. He's got a 60 and a 56 in his game earlier in the year, and he's got a 93 in there. So other than that, he's going to be a 40s type scorer. And if you can get a 40 type of score from a guy. Uh, on the edge um, that has center jewel as well at 532k he's very cheap right now and i already spoke about their run following this buy so if you can get through him this get through with him this week and loop him then i think he's very much a clear hold for you going forward Publicly, you had briefly spoke about before we've got his pedigree of last year we've got you know a solid score on the weekend with his 58 uh, comes up against the, the dragons in this one and i think you definitely give him another week and see what happens um, and hopefully he gets better ball, especially when Luke Brooks comes back uh, on that left edge. And hopefully they, they realize what they need to do with IPAP. Um, yeah, they play the first game this week, and I hope he scores great. You know, a lot of people own him. I doubt too many will sell him. Um, yeah, that's that. Mitch Moses I'm seeing on the sell list at the moment. Yeah, about 0.6 or 0.7 people are, uh, percent of people are um, removing him from the team, and I think they're going up to Cleary. And I think that's a mistake. You look at these scores for the year. He has 100 early on the year. He has a bunch of 70s. He had three 70s in the first seven weeks, and then 100 in round nine. And then he went, uh, the, the before this, this 42, he went 79, 73, 75, and 82. Is that what Cleary's going to score? Yes. So why would you sell Moses? Get Cleary another way, is my is my opinion there. You don't have a buy all the way through until the last round. I think it would be a mistake to move on from him. He is one of those game breakers that can win you a week in a head-to-head and can uh, you know, can be one of the best scorers for the last bunch of weeks. And you know he's going to be one of those guys that you know he's he's scoring up near you know an Isaiah Yo in the mids, and and you're getting him. Uh, if you already have him in your team, it'd be silly to trade an Isaiah Yo out, right? That's what you're trying to trade out there with Moses. Would you trade Isaiah Yo to Cleary? I don't think so either. Someone I find really interesting as a buy this week, if you need, uh, if you're in the hunt for a wing fullback or a center, obviously with Ruben Garrick now getting the center jewel, I was a little bit sad given I don't own him and people can just move him from center to wing fullback with a lot uh, more wing fullback options at the moment. A 46 average for him and and you just really, you just need to look at him and his scores in the, uh, in the fullback position uh, at this point because he's not going to be playing center at all. He has no tries yet. And he has a 53 average, and that's with a head injury last week. So 68, 47, and 45. You extra, yeah, extrapolate that over, out over the rest of the season, and he's going to be making you about 50K and being a 50 average guy in the centers, which is an absolute no-brainer. No and if you're in the market for one of those guys, then he's a great upgrade option for sure. Teddy, would you pick Teddy over Garrick? I think I would pick Garrick over Teddy at this point. Yeah, he definitely, um, you know, having a week off, I think it's going to be very helpful for him. He has the Titans this week, and I think he can score really well. I own him, and I'm very excited to own him. He does have a few low scores in his game, which you just don't see from Garrick in the fullback position. So there's that to contend with. But obviously, he has those big games. He had a 62, an 84, a 70, and a 51 surrounding that 20, that low, that lowly 20 there, which is uh, which was sad. But yeah, with Teddy, a great option this week as well at 650. So a little bit cheaper than Garrick, but I would go for Ruben over Teddy at this point. 
We also have Latrell Mitchell who's back, and and if you're wanting to get a little bit uh, a little bit risky there, which we'll get his stats up here, which I forgot to to pop up, Latrell, and we'll just speak about him first before we get to Isaac Tongo there. So seven forty two for Latrell and eighty two break even, just because of the um, the injury he he suffered uh, in his last game. That he actually no, he didn't suffer an injury. He got twenty three points um, and a thirty three a couple weeks before that. But you saw that run that he had eighty two sixty six seventy five and sixty four. Uh, in between those 30s and 20s, he had a 64 there as well. So he's one of those guys that had a little bit of a slower start to the year after the first couple of games. He had a couple of low scores in there, which people are frustrated about. But we know what Latrell can do, and he's going to be one of those wing fullback game breakers that could hit a 65 average over a month or so there uh, and, and really dominate for you. After this Broncos game, they have the Tigers, the Sharks, the Dragons, the Knights, obviously the bye, but then Roosters there. So lots of easier games, you'd say, for the South, and, and Latrell's going to be one of those guys that that helps you dominate to your your league and, 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 and helps dominate for your team there. So Latrell, a very, very interesting selection. If you want to go for a little bit of a pod play, I think he'll score better than Garrick, but you're obviously playing that 70K extra on him. All right, St. Bill, if you're in the need for a center, I think you'd go for Garrick first, and then Isaac Tungle is the next guy on the list. They have the dogs this week, and he could absolutely go nuts again, or he could kind of fall into the system given they have so many good players, and he'll be a 45 type of guy. But you're looking at the form that he's displaying since returning from injury, and it's just absolutely nuts over this last month. He's gone up so much. He was down to a 530K, and now he's all the way up at uh, a 698. So if you grabbed him last week, you, you made 90K. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous, and... Um, that's exactly what you want from him going forward. So can we expect this type of run? No, of course not. He's got six tries in four games, but can we expect him to average 50? Sure. 47 to 50 is where I'm, I'm pegging him for the rest of the year. And I think he'll be able to do that fairly comfortably. He looks better, as I said, since he's come back from injury, um, which is really scary for, for anyone trying to come up against him. He's so strong and, and so talented. So Isaac Tungo, a great center option, obviously. Jacob Kiraz didn't get the center jewel, unfortunately, but 445k if you're in the need for a mid-range wing fullback. As I said there, you, know, you could go Valance straight to him if you need a wing fullback this week or if you if you do need cover at some point. And obviously the lower break even this week is ideal, um, coming off a, a lovely score of 65. 47 the week before means that he's on a little bit of a, the charge with his price. He was down to a 410 and now back up to 445. So him in the center position, I think it's going to be solid. He does have the buy in a couple of weeks, but he has Penrith this week, which isn't ideal. But then the Dolphins a week after where he can score pretty well. So Karaz, definitely a solid mid-range option there. Corey Horsburgh, we'd be remiss if we didn't speak about Corey, the big red. Gee, we missed him over the last couple of weeks, but when he plays, we get, it gets us excited. Yeah, 78, 46, 60, and that was in the second row, so we don't like that as much. 66, 86, and 68, all in 70 minutes in the lock position. So he'll go straight back to that. And he's going to be really important for this side, especially this week against the Warriors. But going forward, to right to try and get them into the top four, if they can do that, they're you know, a good chance of, of getting close to winning this premiership. I know they have to go through Panthers, but uh, yeah, they can be there. They'll be there with a chip and a chair, as they say. Uh, Corey Osborne needs to be uh, very much a target in your side. Obviously, yeah, there's guys like Payne Haas. Um, I think you'd pick him over Corey, but Corey doesn't have any more buys remaining. Joe Tarpany. 748. Again, I would go for Horse over Tarpany, um, but he's definitely an option in that mid-range, uh, in the mid-position at 748. Who could go on a bit of a tear over this last bunch of weeks? He's coming off an 85 and a 69, so if he can get anywhere near those type of scores on a, you know, every second week kind of thing, then he's going to be awesome for your side. So look at Joe Tarpany as an option if you don't own him, um, Yeah, as a pod as well, if you're looking that way. Uh, Jesse Colhoun, he's someone that is on my radar this week, along with Jarrell Skelton. Just, you know, I'll make that decision 
um, you know, later in the week based on what I want. Uh, do I want a center? What do I want Jesse who could probably score better? So we don't have any games from him on an edge, but you know, there could be some changes on late on game day. Wade Graham's been rested. You know, is Jesse going to keep the spot? There's a few questions there on that one, but he came on and played 31 minutes and got 20 last week. So you'd expect a few more minutes with the, the squad that they're trotting out this week. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something you think about with Jesse at this point at 240K. So yeah, not, not a, by no means a, he's, a, yeah, he's definitely not a knockout punch. Dalvin Newcomb comes back this week, you know, when Wilton looks like four to six weeks. So that is a, you know, and out obviously Wade Graham does he come back and, and take Jesse's spot does he go back to the bench does he come out of the side there are a few of the worries that we need to, to have but you know if you need him as a scorer you know, a potential looper or whatever you want to do um, or just a guy that could just be there and as a player then he could be a guy but he could come out of that side as well so just be aware of that James Schiller is one of those guys that's going to be a red dot so he played game three and game four but again not one we want to be excited about him playing but we have him as a center and wing fullback jewel that you could use as a looper in your starting side as well. If you want to loop that way, you could loop him on the side as well if that's easier for you. Uh, but he's one of the guys at 225, pretty much basement price, just 5K above that. That won't like that would likely not play. So if you don't, if you if he will be your only red dot, then I, I suggest it as a good option this week as a cash down so you can get to a cleary. Other than that, not super excited with him. We're gonna finish up with with Harrison Graham there, 323k. Obviously gone up a fair bit. Looks like he, you know, if we hear a little bit more news about Jeremy Marshall King, then that's great. If you have no one as a looper this week, he could definitely be a trade-in that is likely going to be playing for you going forward. He's got good minutes over the last three weeks, obviously with Jeremy Marshall King, um, you know, having in issues with his injury. If you think that Harrison's going to be there longer term, just, you know, longer term pass this week, then at 323K, it's not a bad downgrade option from Chance or something like that to give you 200K to get to whatever you want, whether that's Murray, whether it's House, whether that's you know, Cleary or, or whatever you want to do there, get to Garrick or something like that. Then Graham's going to do a solid job as a looper this week and then a player going forward. And then someone else you think that looks like he has his spot sort of sewn up for the year, and that's Sandon Smith. So 34 last week wasn't great. 379K, also not great. But I just wanted to throw him in there as like, if you own him, you're clearly holding him. Uh, if you don't own him and you need a player that's going to be solid, then Santa Smith will be that guy. And then the finisher is going to be Brendan Hands as well. A 423K, again, fairly expensive, but has the, the spot sewn up for the year. And coming off for 57, you'd, have, you'd be remiss to, to not mention him at hooker and half cover uh, with a low break even and plays all the way through to round 27. So if you don't have a lot of Eels players, then he's going to be fine. I own him, obviously, but I have four. And like, if I had three, I wouldn't be grabbing Brendan Hands right now, if that makes sense. I wouldn't be grabbing another eel. So that's that video, guys. I hope that was uh, very helpful and uh, yeah, in a nice order for you and, and really just shown yeah, showed you guys what uh, yeah, how you need to structure your side and, and uh, see how many trades you should be holding and, and how you want to go about this week. So 